Hello, welcome, and would you look at this mess. I'm your host, Kate, and the purpose of this podcast is to trace, explore, and celebrate the unconventionality that lives within all of us. Hey, hi. So guess what? I set up my microphone correctly this time. (laughs) So you will not have to listen to me what sounds like yelling into the microphone, followed by not yelling. (laughs) Anyway, kudos to me. So, um, yeah, I'm getting a lot of inspiration to talk about stuff related to, like, uh, the education and the job stuff that I was talking about in the last episode, um, because I mentioned in that episode that I have an, a thing that I'm working through, and that is, is seeing value in myself as an individual and as a professional. Um, because what's been happening lately, um, and I tread lightly in saying this because I don't know, it's a, it's a bit of a weird thing, but, um, I've been looking at applying to like real big people, professional jobs and, um, and it's been, it's been a weird process. I'm very fortunate. I have a close friend who is, um, as we call her the wordsmith. I'm also really good with words, but it's, it's, nice to be able to not have to think of things for yourself so like she's helping me with my resume and so it's easier she's a little bit more detached and I can kind of just explain to her like what I want to say or what my experience is and then she can figure out the right words to use to describe it um I think anybody could make use of that because it's it's always easier to to have someone else speak on our behalf in that sense I don't know I think it must be so difficult for people who have to do their own resumes and cover letters um completely independently um, and maybe you get better at it with practice. I don't know. But I'm starting to practice now because her and I went through and did like a big session, a couple of sessions together to work through revamping my resume and uh, coming up with a cover letter and stuff. So I've been having a bit more practice and I'm trying to to be able to do this on my own so that when a job opportunity presents itself that I can sort of jump on it. Because one thing that's happened to me a lot over the years, the last couple of years, is that jobs have come up and I thought, yeah, you know, I probably have the skills to do that. And I could probably successfully submit an application for that job. And then I look at my resume and I'm like, oh, no, (laughs) I I don't want to look at that. That's a disaster. Like I hadn't updated it in probably a decade, like just really bad because I've never needed to. I've never, I've never really needed to, to apply for like a, a, a legitimate job. I mean, I've had, um, you know, a, a few jobs kind of just given to me because I knew somebody or um, I, I did apply for my archaeology position, which I still have seasonally, but they aren't don't care about that. <laughs> like, it's not essential to have like a really stellar resume. Basically, they just want to see that you've done field work. And if you have, then like, that's good. <laughs> so, so I didn't really need a strong resume for that. But I'm applying for jobs now that are like really legit. And so, like I said, I'm, her and I have been working on this stuff. And, and so as I've, as I've gotten my resume together and updated and my cover letter and everything else, um, now that I'm seeing other jobs posted that I think I could also apply for, I'm like feeling good about just tweaking the resume to sort of uh, fit those specific jobs and, um, and so on and so forth. So there's that. But then 
The other thing that I've been noticing is that when I see a job um, where, especially if they have the pay grade included in the posting, which I honestly, they all should. I feel like it's just not good practice to not post what you're willing to pay someone to do a job. We go to all this effort to like put out a resume and a cover letter and stuff. So to find out, you know, halfway through the process, what the pay is or whatever, like I just, I feel like that's, that's not really great. Um, maybe employers disagree with me and, and if you disagree, then like, please let me know, but that's my feeling. So anyway, the problem for me is that I see what they're willing to pay for a position and I go, I'm not worth that. That's, that's a lot of money to get paid for something like, am I really that valuable? And I told my friend about this and she's like, what is the matter with you? (laughs) Like, of course you're valuable. You have lots of skills and experience and in some really important areas and like, why would you not be worth that? And so so what I'm noticing is that like I have a, a poor sense of my own value. And she says it's a self-esteem issue, but I think part of it for me is that, like I said, I've never had a job where like I was sort of um, in charge of something or I don't know what like like a like a real job, you know. I've done field work, I've done retail work, I've done volunteer positions where it was like real stuff, but being paid to do organizing or um, you know communications and stuff that's it's just not something that I've done. And so for me, and, and you know, okay, granted, I've been having babies for a while and looking after the kids and uh, finishing the master's degree. So like my ability to take on a job like that has just been nil until now. So that's, again, part of it. Uh, but basically, it comes down to like, I, I have never made a significant amount of money in my life. I think the, the most amount of money I made was my first year of my master's program uh, because I was I was getting paid quite a bit to do that. But other than that, I make not that much money. Um, but again, it's mostly circumstantial. It's not because I didn't have something to offer or I couldn't have gotten a job. It's just that like I was doing stuff that required my attention, like having children and finishing school. Um, and so it's not possible to have a, like a high paying, um, high priority job at that point. So, yeah, so I think it's just the, mat- the the lack of or like the amount of time that has passed since I've had a job where I feel like I really make good money at it. Um, and because like, again, I've mentioned before, my field job is seasonal. So even if like even if I get I get paid pretty well hourly for that job. But I, but it's weather dependent and I only get that have that job for a certain number of months in the year. So like I never make a huge paycheck at the end of the year because I end up being either on EI or um, um, working like a like a crappy retail job, i.e. the one I did last year, um, for several months of the year. So it really cuts into my ability to like have made decent money at that job, which is one of the things that's frustrating about it. But that's again another another thing. So yeah, I'm I'm really like I'm I'm trying my best to not doubt myself because I, I'm not religious and I'm not necessarily spiritual, but I do believe that the energy that we put out is kind of what we get back. And if you put out energy like, yeah, I don't really know if I'm totally qualified for this or like, I don't know if I'm really worth this. That's what other people are going to pick up from you. You know, like 
it's how you carry yourself. It's the confidence that you go into things with. Like, yeah, of course I'm worth that. I'm worth more than that. Like, <laughs> that's what I have to sort of hone in on because, because yeah, I do have this weird sort of complex. Like, I'm not qualified for things, even though I have multiple undergraduate degrees. I have a master's degree. I have tons of working experience in areas that are important and that people want others to have experience with. And so it's about like leveraging those things to get this, to get a job. And like, I've talked recently on the podcast about how I am not necessarily looking, um, or I wasn't, I don't know, I'm, I'm always bouncing back and forth, but I wasn't necessarily looking for like a, a really high paying, important job. Um, but the ones I've been, I've been looking at now are kind of like middle ground, you know, like they're, they're going to pay me good money but I'm not obligated to be like working ridiculous hours, at least not according to the posting. <laughs> we'll see if anybody decides to give me a job. Um, so I'm not, I don't know. I'm just, um, I'm feeling like this is a good, happy medium. Like it would be if they, if they were to say, okay, yeah, you've got like the right experience basically because some of the the stuff I've applied for well at least one thing I've applied for I technically don't have the educational background that they were like we kind of want this but a lot of my experience aligns with what it is that they're after so hopefully they'll be like yeah you know you're you have enough experience to make up for the, that one lacking thing um but uh yeah I'm just oh I don't know it's it's a weird place to be because I never really considered that that was a factor for me, but now I have no excuse, right? Like, like I said before, I've had excuses to not go try and find better jobs because I've had other priorities that I'm trying to get through. But now everything else has been cleared away. My kids are old enough that like they're getting to be independent. That Bobby, Bobby is starting school in September, so he's going to be school aged. Both my kids will be in school. Um, and and I don't have my school stuff anymore to keep me from prioritizing anything else. And we're at a point when, like, if I could get a better job and make more money, um, then Nick could take a step back from his job and maybe do something a little bit less demanding on him. And this is something that I really, really, really want to be able to do for him because he has been working like a workhorse for years supporting our family, which I'm super grateful for. And I don't, he doesn't, like... He's never presented any kind of resentment about this or anything, but but I do know that he wants to be able to have some time to just like chill out and not be constantly, you know, dedicated to his job, um, especially because it's not necessarily exactly what he wants to do either. Like he's just doing it because it's a good paycheck, more or less, which I mean, it's it's in his field. But anyway, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not his ideal job. So if he would if I had if I had, were making more money then he could potentially take a job that was maybe not going to pay him as much money, but he might get more fulfillment out of it, or it might at least be closer to home so that he's not obligated to travel so far for work, because I know that that's a huge burden for him. Um, and this is something that I, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up, because uh, one of my primary concerns with both of us having like full-time jobs is that I don't want, like I've said before, I don't want to like leave my kids flapping in the breeze. I know that a lot of people view two full-time working parents as like the ideal or as like the necessary thing to do, but we have definitely tried to organize our life in a way that it doesn't require it. 
um, or doesn't require both of us to have like high paying jobs. So again, like stepping out of the the real capitalist uh, view on things and not striving and aiming to constantly be buying more and owning more and doing this or that or like getting the renovation done immediately or whatever because there's lots of stuff that we want to do. Um, so, you know, I think this is something that maybe is a little bit unconventional in my view that like both of like if I get a job that pays as well or maybe a little bit better than what he's pays, the idea would be for him to take a step back professionally to be able to reevaluate what he's doing and see if he could find a job that better aligns with his his goals and his values, even if it means taking a pay cut, even if it's a significant one. Because like I said, I don't make a lot of money at this point. I haven't been in a position to make a ton of money up until now. Um, and so replacing my income would be really easy for him. <laughs> so, so if we can just balance it out, like maybe we'd make a little bit more than what we have now. Um, but it wouldn't, but I'm not, but basically I'm not in, in the market. I'm not in my, my brain is not in the space of like, both of us should have these really high paying professional jobs. Um, certainly not now, maybe when our kids are older and like we can work towards that and devoting more time to our careers. But honestly, I'm not sure that either of us really wants that ever. And so maybe that'll change. But like at this point, I can't see myself wanting to do that because I have all kinds of things that I like to do and interests that I have. Um, and so I don't necessarily want to have to devote my life to a job because then it, it, it removes my ability to like just pursue other stuff. So... That's the, the sort of unconventional nature of what it is that I see us doing, is that in the next few years, we will sort of flip the tables and he will get an opportunity to work less or have, you know, not have to take a job that's like less convenient for our family in order to make the income that he makes. But I really need to continue to work through this this awkwardness in myself of like thinking that I am worth a job that pays me well because I have invested a ton of money and time and energy into getting the education that I have and it has value and so actually okay sorry I want to do one little aside here because in the last episode I was talking about um you know going to school and how I was still able to do that stuff and so what I wanted to also say is like being getting an education outside of public education is also not the be all end all. I don't ever want anyone and especially my kids to think that they have to go to university or college at some point. They don't have to. You don't have to. If you can find something to do with your life that fulfills you that that at the least, you know, like keeps you above poverty and <laughs> gets you it but so like something that that makes you happy that pays your bills and keeps you afloat and you're content with it then like do that don't feel like you have to get an education the only problem is that we're at a place in our in our economy where a lot of jobs require a background of some kind like an educational background and so it'll depend on what you want to do and so that's what I mean for my kids and stuff too but I mean Similarly, like, it doesn't have to be university. You can go to college and get a great uh, certification and do that. I don't know. <laughs> it, does, it just doesn't matter as much. Um, I don't, I'm not going to put so much pressure on my kids to, like, do those things. I just want them to be, be content and be satisfied with whatever it is they're doing. Um, anyway, so 
yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know, that I'm, I'm having to work through this thing that I hadn't expected was going to come up for me because I, I think, I don't know, it's hard to say because on one hand I think like maybe it would be better if I could find a job that was a little bit more intermediate between the incomes that I've, I, I make now and like what the jobs are that I'm applying for. I'm not sure if that exists. Um, it's just hard because like even looking through postings and stuff, it's either like minimum wage or 60 to 70 grand a year. Like there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of like intermediate work. (laughs) So it's like, well, (laughs) am I, so I'm, I'm, I guess I'm not even clear. I mean, my, my friend who helped me apply for this job, this one job that I applied for, um, she sees me being a good candidate for it and my value in in what I can give to that job. So, and I take her opinion quite seriously. She's a really intelligent woman. So I'm like, yeah, I'm inclined to think that like, okay, I, I have enough to offer this position, but I, but I still feel like maybe I shouldn't aim that high. I don't know. It's so weird. I feel like this might be primarily a female woman thing, like a thing that women and girls are, it's ingrained in us to like aim lower. Whereas for boys, it's like aim as high as you want, you know, you are worth it. And I don't know. It just, it feels very awkward. So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how any of this is going to go, <laughs> what any of this will look like. Um, but yeah, I mean, the last time I was like on a a job application cycle was in 2018 and that was when I got the archaeology job. But at that time I was applying for jobs that paid minimum wage. And now I think to myself, like, why did I do that to myself? Why did I like not even try to get something better than that? (laughs) I don't know. Um, it was it was it was weird, but so even still, I'm like I'm either applying for jobs that are minimum wage or they pay like seventy thousand dollars a year. Like there's no in between, and so I guess I just have to be confident enough to think that like I can do that. I can take that leap into that next uh, level uh, position or next little career job or something. I don't know, and like. You know, I, I had this whole episode devoted to talking about, like, doing archaeology and continuing with it. And and so that's always still in the present. Like, basically, I will continue to do archaeology and pursue it, and and that's all good. But I know, like I've said before, it's kind of challenging to do this work, especially with a family. So I will always keep my options open. And if somebody out there has a job available where they want to pay me good money (laughs) to be comfortable, permanent, full-time, I would be, like, I would be kind of an idiot not to do that. (laughs) Like, it wouldn't be the most intelligent decision to be like, oh, no, no, I'd rather just struggle with a a seasonal job for the next while until eventually they decide that they want to, like, promote me or, or, or give me something else or, you know, like, it's just, it's a tough balance. And so I'm not necessarily saying that I'm going to, like, do away with the archaeology work, but, but I'm also cognizant of the fact that, that it's a struggle and it will be a struggle to keep trying to do it um and and even to the point that like most of the jobs that are available right now that I'm, that I'm applying for are going to be remote because of the pandemic and that's useful to me <laughs> I can't do archaeology remotely it's just not a thing 
So not that that's going to last forever either, but there has been a shift in like corporate culture and stuff where, um, you know, it's more acceptable now to, to work from home or at least part-time work from home. So that's something that I've been deeply considering that like, that's a big shift that would benefit me because being more available to my kids is what I want, you know? So if it means that my, my schedule is a little bit more flexible, that I can do the drop off and pick up and, um, you know, just not, not necessarily like be distracted by my kids, but just being a little bit more available. Um, that's something that, that I would like to be able to achieve. And again, it's not, it's just not possible with field work. Um, so I don't ever want to think that I have to throw away the archaeology stuff, but I also feel like I have a lot of transferable skills and that's something that I'm reconciling. That's part of it is like, I sometimes think of myself as having a very narrow sort of experience, but actually the experience is really applicable to lots of different things. And so I need to like leverage that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm torn. I'm always, I'm always torn. I'm indecisive usually as a rule. Um, not because I want to be, but just because I am. And so, yeah, I mean, basically I'm like, all right, I'm going to apply for jobs. I'll see what comes out of it. And if nothing, I'll carry on the way that I'm going. And I'll just keep doing that until either things get better in the archaeology field or somebody comes along and wants me to do a job for them that is more more in line with what it is that I, I'm trying to accomplish with my kids and, and my life and stuff. But, um, yeah, it's it's hard. And I don't know. I think, I think a lot of people must must feel this way or must sort of go about things this way because especially if you're in a profession that's a little bit fickle, not permanent, um, that kind of stuff. It just, it must be how a lot of people go about the way that they, like the, how they approach their careers. <laughs> because yeah, there could be like a really great career for me ahead of me in archaeology, but it's not clear cut. <laughs> it's not necessarily um, like, yeah, it's just, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm going to keep applying for other things and see what's available because I have lots of varied interests. And again, my experience is, is applicable to lots of different things and hopefully, um, something shakes out and somebody decides to pay me what I'm worth. <laughs> Give me a job that helps me or that makes me think about things a little bit because I need to be challenged. I was going to say mentally challenged, but that's not what I want to say. I need to be challenged intellectually <laughs> um, and also like pay me, pay me money because I'm worth something. I'm saying this as literally as an affirmation for myself because I'm not sure I believe it yet. I, I'm waiting for somebody else to come along and be like, yes, you are worth it. And then I'll believe it. Like how, how wild is that? I can't even just believe it just because of my own conviction so that's where I am. <laughs> oh, man, I feel like this is like a, um, a symptom or like an offshoot of imposter syndrome. Like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> Does anybody else get that feeling? Like, oh, I have so many accomplishments. Oh, but still, even still, I'm not supposed to do those things. Those aren't for me. Those are for other people. Like who? Who else? Who else is going to do this? Oh my gosh. Anyway. So hopefully I can figure out a way to work through this. Maybe I'll call my, my counselor and be like, let's talk about this. And she can give me some different perspectives to look at it. Because, um, yeah, it's, 
it's a wild, a wild ride to be this low in confidence. <laughs> As my friend says, I have no, no self-esteem. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that was, I think that was basically everything I wanted to cover in this episode. It's a bit of a shorty compared to last week, but, um, yeah, it's, that's how I'm feeling. That's where I am right now. Um, maybe you relate to this and maybe you're like, Kate, you think too much. <laughs> I probably do. No, I definitely do. I definitely think too much. Um, yeah. So thank you as always for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. I, uh, I love that I get to do this. So thank you. And, you know, if you have thoughts or feelings or things that you relate to on this, then uh, please feel free to, um, to give me a shout. Let me know what you think. Um, yeah, so the next episode, I am going to do an update on the virtual school stuff and the corona stuff. So look for that in the next week or next Monday. So, um, yeah, thanks. And I will see you in the next one. Thank you.